You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. You know, Mary, one of the things I keep hearing, I, I think more from uh, my Democratic or progressive uh, friends, is they have a real fear of Nikki Haley as a potential candidate. And somebody just said to me, you know, if, if Donald Trump has to drop out of the race and Nikki Haley's the candidate, uh, I this person said, I think she'll win. I think she's that strong a candidate. And uh, I got to tell you, I told that person, I think you're full of baloney. I think you're wrong. I think Nikki Haley is showing herself to be not a very good candidate at all. You know, we're hearing uh, that she doesn't like taking questions uh, when she's like at town halls. She kind of dodges uh, around that. And the one that really just struck me, uh, she's being interviewed by Dana Bash. And Dana Bash gives her what's actually kind of a softball question. And she said, what do you think? of uh, what's going on with uh, former President Trump. Uh, you know, he's been found liable of sexual assault, and now he's on trial again for potential damages of that, and he's acting up. And what Nikki says is, well, I haven't really been following that at all. I'm not making this up. That's what she said. And she said, I, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. And besides... Joe Biden's being investigated again. I can tell you, that answer tells me this is not a good candidate. What do you think? I First of all, I think not a serious candidate because you should be ready for that question with something more than that. I mean, essentially, Dana Bash is asking her, how do you, do you think it's okay for um, man-child cult leaders to, uh, to, um, sexually uh, assault women, you know, like you think that David Koresh was an okay guy too. Yeah. And, and her answer was not just dumb, but it doesn't tell you that she's thought through this issue. It, it, and there's so many examples like that, like the slavery thing, like what kind of grown up, educated person can't answer what was the cause of the Civil War. I get that she's from South Carolina and they don't like take responsibility for starting the war. I get all that. But even still, somewhere you weave in to the answer, you know, the slave states weren't really willing to give that up. And I I think she has demonstrated herself to not be a serious candidate. And why does she look okay? Because she's running against DeSantis and Trump. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which will make you look good. And I got to ask you a question, you know, for you as a a lawyer, do you actually need a law degree (laughs) to understand (laughs) that sexual assault and harassment is wrong? Is that like, do the states require that? (laughs) 
No, the, or, but maybe this is why Trump keeps getting away with this stuff because he also is not a lawyer. <laughs> wow. I mean, again, when people say that well, I'm not a lawyer, you don't need to be a lawyer to be a citizen of the world. And any, and she's a woman. Any yeah. woman say, listen, I don't think it's okay for men to go into women's dressing room and rape them. No, it's just me, but yeah. I think that's okay. I'm going to say that right across the board. It's kind of an absolute. No, that's wrong. But John, do you ask? I also think that she and DeSantis as well do not understand the electorate that they're trying to get to vote for them. They just fundamentally don't understand what's happening. And they think in some weird way that it's like, I'm going to run a normal campaign. And in DeSantis's case, he ran on the anti-woke thing and the fact that he kept the beaches open in Florida during COVID. And and Nikki Haley is like, um, there's too much debt and we have to be strong on China. That's her candidacy. But they fundamentally do not understand who is supporting Trump and why. And without doing that, how do you run against him, which they haven't done either? No, they really haven't. And I'm going to carp here, which are one of my favorite words. I'm going to carp on uh, on something, uh, still on her statement. Then we can move on to, to more substance. But using what, in my mind, is the Republican congressman walking down the hall answer. And that is, you know, I really haven't been following that news. I, You know... Another thing I'd like to bring up is you're running for president. I Here's something I'd like to ask out of you. Keep up to date with the news, okay? That'd be good. I mean, is that like the stupidest response? Or get new briefers. One yeah. of the, but these yeah. are the things they know they're going to be asked. So, yes, maybe you can't answer intelligently about what's happening in Ecuador. But this, you know, you're going to be asked about Trump's troubles and trials, um, the Civil War, which we've decided to relitigate, which is puzzling to me. <laughs> I thought we were done with that. They know they're going to be asked those questions and that they haven't even gained an appropriate answer. I think that says something about them and their ability, and maybe it's the same thing you're saying, to actually be president to have the job that has that level of complexity. Trump never did that, read or figured anything out. But with his kind of like weird lizard brain, he always had an answer for everything. You yeah. know, he saw it on TV. That's mostly where he gets his information. You know, he saw an answer on TV or he, he put two weirdo things together. You know how Trump will do that? I'm thinking, oh, I forgot. I was just had an example in my brain that slipped away about something where he said something and you think, no, it's kind of like the um, the windmill thing. Like, you know, yeah. talk about, he saw probably five years ago something about windmills killing birds. And he always goes to that because his brain and, works, but he has yeah. an answer. You know, he does not evade the question. Never. No. You he gives a nonsensical answer, but he gives some answer. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that kind of ties it back into, I mean, this is crazy talk, but I continue to hear commentators saying, 
Nikki Haley still thinks she might be running for the vice presidency. Do you think there's any way that Donald Trump picks Nikki Haley to be the vice president? You know, it's always possible with these politicians because um, somebody could convince him that she makes sense because she's Southern. And, I, and let me tell you, today I heard someone talk about Elise Stefanik because she's up in New, um, New Hampshire with him now. And she's clearly running for vice president. And whoever this pundit was said, why would Trump ever pick Stefanik? Because she is from New York. She brings absolutely nothing. Now, given that the rules of politics are, you know, it's like a deck of cards thrown into the air, maybe that doesn't matter. And it may not matter to Trump. And Stefanik is a, a, a great spokesman for him, actually, because she's so shameless. But in an old universe, Nikki Haley would be a good vice president for him. But I do think the problem with him is he never can get over when you've been disloyal. And here's the other thing about Trump. This is another great conversation is who will Trump pick to be the vice president. I do think he'll pick a woman, but I don't think he'll pick anybody whose star shines brighter than his. Yep. This is why it will not be Carrie Lake. Because she's goofy as she is. She is pretty charismatic and, you know, can get out there and really command a stage. And it's not going to be, it has to be someone like Pence, some back backroom kind of guy who's never going to shine. But he also needs somebody without a set of, you know, what, because... He's not going to risk that again. He's not going to no. risk the loyalty. So could it be Haley? Maybe not. Maybe she's too ambitious and she does. I don't see the star quality of her, but some people do. Yeah, they do. And I mean, you mentioned Pence, and I think this is important. You know, Trump was convinced, he had to be convinced to pick Mike Pence. And the people who did that actually were pretty smart because Pence brought along uh, a substantial amount of the evangelical vote. You know, today, Trump has the evangelical vote all wrapped up. Right. But he didn't have it all wrapped up in 2016. He needed Pence's credibility. Now, he got lucky that it turned out that Michael Pence uh, really loved to stand around and flatter people or flatter Donald <laughs> Trump. I mean, he just loved it. I was going to use a cruder phrase, but... I kind of went went with that. And he was, Mike Pence was that up until January 4th, 5th, 6th, when, you know, he talks to Dan Quayle, he talks to Judge Ludic uh, as well. I think Donald Trump says to himself, I got forced into that guy, Mike Pence, and look how that turned out. This time I'm running hot and fast. Nobody is going to force me into a vice president. I have the best brain. I can choose it, the, yeah. the right vice president. And so if someone were to come in and even, you know, use Nikki Haley, I don't think she'll be the choice either. But if somebody said, you know, Donald, that really brings, actually, they don't say Donald. They say, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, uh, this will bring you some attractiveness uh, in the general electorate, uh, election to independents and more moderates. And she has a strong background. She has the good international background. Uh, I share the same thing with you. I don't see her as that much of a powerhouse, but some people do. 
I think if somebody came in and made that whole case, Donald Trump would say, you guys know nothing. You screwed up on Mike Pence last time. I know who the best person's going to be. And if that person it proves to be at least Stefanik, I think that'll prove to, that that'll show itself to be his Sarah Palin. I think Elise Stefanik, she's smarter than Sarah Palin, uh, but she's also a real loose cannon. Yeah, exactly. And very shallow. You know, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking, you know, Trump being Trump, he could say, I'm not picking a woman. I'm going to pick Vivek Ramaswamy. And wow. that prove I'm not a racist. And I don't hate immigrants. He's from Ohio, lives in Columbus, actually. And um, there's no question of loyalty for that guy. Wouldn't that be wild? That's the kind of thing that I can see Trump doing. But if I were Trump's advisor, I would said, I would say, and, and if Trump were a rational actor, which he's not, you need to pick someone that matches up against Kamala Harris. That and and that Nikki Haley, I think, could do. Um, it that would be a matchup that people would be like, okay, well, if you know. If, Biden dies, then we're stuck with Kamala. Maybe I'd rather if Trump dies. They're both old, right? That yep. we get Nikki Haley, and and some people might be able to see her as the president. I mean, who could see Elise Stefanik as the president? Yeah, I I got one more to offer, and this is for you didn't like our, Vivek, huh? No, I, I like I think Vivek's a real possibility, but but I can be crazier, and this is for our listeners who think. Sometimes John really goes over the edge and says a really crazy thing. I'm about to do that. What if Donald Trump said, I, Donald Trump, me, sir, I am going to totally reconceive the vice presidency. It is no longer going to be somebody just sitting and waiting in case the president gets uh, sick or dies. I need someone I can work with who is totally loyal who can be my assistant, and I can count on. For that reason, I am nominating my son, Don Jr. You know he wants to do that, John. I, I know. I think he really does. I do, too. And I, why wouldn't he? I mean, there's yeah. nothing to stop him. There's no constitutional restriction on having your child as your vice president. He really wants Ivanka, but I, I think she's kind of off the team right now. I, I think so. Jared and Ivanka would have been possibilities, but they've kind of gone off the team. But he would think, Don Jr., man, he's an attack dog. He's my kind of guy. And, and the other thing, it protects Trump. Let's say something really crazy happens and Trump does get convicted. And so he runs for president as a convicted felon. But then there are some kind of machinations that he can't become the president. Then it's his son who is the president who clearly is going to pardon him. So it's like an insurance policy. Absolutely. I, it would Absolutely. not surprise me at all. So John is not, well, John is as crazy as we think, but not in this case. This is possible. It's just the kind of thing Trump would, it's not going to lose him any votes to do that. So that's the thing. Nothing is going to lose votes for Trump. No. But it's the, the the problem for him is is there any way for him to add? Right. But I say politics is a game of addition, not subtraction. Is there any way for him to add any votes to his total right now? And I think 
day by day, the answer gets to be no. Like no one who didn't vote for Trump in 2020 is going to come around and vote for him. And um, so he can't make the pie bigger. So he might as well do what he wants. My theory. Very interesting. All right. Well, let's see what happens. All right. Talk Talk to you. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.